You are entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Welcome to today's podcast, where we have another exciting guest joining us uh, who's been on the program before, um, talking to us about the uh, 2022 MSP Threat Report published by our friends over at ConnectWise. And they have uh, done a study. Uh, this is their third annual uh, study analyzing MSP security trends. And we're going to be talking to um, our, our friend Rafi, who's going to walk us through somewhat of the uh, the state of the market uh, as it pertains to security, what uh, what trends that he has seen, uh, as well as the rest of the the ConnectWise team, and kind of what what should we be picking up from this uh, report, and how can we best arm ourselves with this information to uh, respond moving forward? So, um, Rafi, welcome back to the MSP Zone. Absolutely. Um, so, so this is your third, third annual uh, ConnectWise twenty uh, ConnectWise MSP threat report. Um, talk to me a little bit about you know what what well not what got you into this, but a little bit about the study and and um, you know what you hope to achieve from it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's interesting. Like you see so many different reports out there for cybersecurity, right? Like pretty much every every company, every vendor out there has some kind of a, a threat report or some yearly report they put out. And what we are focusing on is really the MSP and SMB space, right? We, we felt like it's interesting for MSPs themselves and also for their customers to see a little bit of what's, what's going on in the space and helping arm our MSP partners a little bit with information on how they can go a out to their customers and and explain a little bit of what's happening out there, why security is relevant to them, um, and and b just for for themselves to understand where where should they make investments, what's what's happening, how what happened last year, and and how is this how is security important to them, right, and helping them themselves prioritize security, whether they have security practice already or or they're just trying to figure out if they want to stand one up, right? Um, and so we, we rehashed a little bit of what was going on last year in our report and then look at 2022 and look at a couple of the themes that we, we think are going to be topics that will come up in the MSP space. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, a really, really important um, body of work that, that you guys are creating over there. In, in some ways, I, I think, you know, compared even to the MSP Alliance, ConnectWise and your peers uh, are really at the at the cutting edge when it comes to meeting and identifying early stage MSPs because you are equipping them with the technologies that they're going to need to do their to do their business. And in in some ways I think that that's really critical because you're also the first point of contact to start telling them, you know, you may want to be an MSP, but you, you can't ignore the security issue. How, how much does that come up in, yeah. in your, yeah. you know, you know, kind of MSP recruitment efforts? All the time, <laughs> right? Um, 
the MSPs are getting questions from their customers more and more. I'm like, hey, we just saw this news, uh, ransomware, it's other attacks as well, right? They're, they're, these things are in the news every day at this point. And the MSPs get a lot of questions like, hey, what should we be doing as customers out there? How do I protect my business? What do you have to offer me? Um, and then with the cyber insurance uh, question, even tech EO uh, insurance for, for the MSPs, it's, it's security is becoming a requirement. Security is being talked about. Security needs to be part of the offering of the MSP and it needs to be a topic for the MSP to secure themselves as well. And that's, um, again, it comes up in every conversation we have out there. And that's also why we, we said, you know, we can be a vendor of products, but we also need to have a way for MSPs to learn about security and help them with the basics of, hey, here's how you secure your own house um, to then get ready to start selling security services. Here is help that we get you um, for marketing materials to help selling into your customer base. And here's the products that we follow on and the services so that you can deliver security services to your customers. And, and we have this, we call this our, our partner program where we guide the MSPs through that. And there's even, there is a, a level of the partner program that's open to anyone, whether they're a partner of ours or not, or they buy products from us or not. Uh, it's free. They get a whole bunch of resources. There's trainings in there that we offer for their, um, their um, business people, but also for the technicians. There's like a day-long training that they can get their technicians through to just get certified on security. It's just the basics. We're, we're trying to help the community just get um, put up barriers and, and make it a little harder for, for the bad guys to, to wreak havoc and, and, and cause damage out there. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's fantastic. Could you walk us through maybe some of the highlights uh, from your vantage point? What did you, um, what did you see from this report this year that maybe stood out to you? Yeah, absolutely. So, so last we the report itself summarizes a little bit of what happened last year, um, and then looks into this year. What are some of the themes coming up? So, in terms of uh, twenty twenty one. We've seen that the government has gotten much more involved in, in takedowns and things like that, right? It's ransomware specifically has risen to a level where um, it gets everybody's attention and the government itself has been stepping in because, well, it, it's starting to become a um, inhibitor of, of global trade and, and the prosperity of companies. And that's something that the government is obviously interested in. And so they're, 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 they're stepping in and they're starting to take action. There's task force, task forces and all kinds of things out there. And in the 2022 uh, side, it's actually continuing, right? Like we're seeing more government and, and federal guidance. Uh, for example, the guidance on ransomware payments, like what, um, how should you react to ransomware? There's now federal guidance out there, which I think is really awesome. Um, uh, MSPs are starting to be regulated, right? There is more and more demands coming down for MSPs on, on what they have to do. And um, I think that's that's a good sign. Um, we'll, we'll see uh, whether we can, as, as a MSP community, go and, and drive that conversation or the government is going to drive most of it, which I think would be a little problematic. I hope that 
um, we can have a, a seat at the table to, to help build the regulations so they're not too government heavy. Um, there's uh, other themes from last year was ransoms are just skyrocketing. They, they're getting higher and higher because, well, these crime groups, they, they have been successful and they're like, well, we can ask for more. And um, what we'll see this year, uh, or already last year, we've seen a lot, is that you're getting into these double extortion and triple extortion schemes where uh, if you get a ransomware, so far your your data was encrypted. And when you paid the ransom, you would generally get the, the decryption key. What was happening now is, well, that happens, but they also start publishing or exfiltrating your data and making it publicly available. And they're, they're sort of the second extortion there. They're like, well, we still have your data and we're gonna make it available, so pay us again. Um, so they're just they're just taking it to the next levels, which is really tough to deal with, right? Um, we, we've seen last year some pretty high um, profile attacks like the Colonial Pipeline, probably a lot of people remember that, right? Yep. Which had a direct impact on a lot of things, right? Like um, gas prices going up and things like that. What's interesting is that um, we're hearing more and more from these ransomware groups that they're not gonna attack the critical infrastructure anymore. Um, I'm actually not 100% sure why that is, um, but I think they realize A, that the disruption they, they don't necessarily want to be disruptive to um, the population out there, right? They're like, well, we just want our money. We don't really have to cause any um, harm to people. Um, we just want to go target it against the companies and, and get ransom, I think, right? Um, and they probably also, uh, they're, they're creating a little too much attention for law enforcement if they go after the big targets. And there is just enough money by by not going against these very exposed targets. Yeah. Um, I uh, this year we'll we'll definitely see MSP spending more money on cyber. I'm already seeing that a lot. Like business is up, which is awesome. Um, it's it's obviously awesome for us, but it's also awesome for the SMBs, right? Like um, MSPs are making an effort to secure themselves, making it harder for the bad guys to get in, um, trying to stay secure. There's Lots of challenges with that, right? Like the the talent shortage, like as a as the the MSP down the street, how do you get the talent in house, right? Again, that's why we're trying to offer these these certification programs for free, even where you can have your techs get certified on on basics of security, get them at least the basics, right? Um, and um, the maybe the last trend for this year that I will mention that it's in the report as well is. Um, the threat actors are are hiding their tracks better and better. They're they're getting very stealthy. They um, they're trying to evade government crackdown, right? They're like, as I mentioned last year, we have seen more of that, where the government is stepping in. And but these guys are getting smart. And they're spending time and money on on being non-discoverable and and hiding their tracks, right? Um, they're getting very smart about it. They're making enough money that they can afford this. Uh, ransomware at this point is a service you can buy. It's like a company. There's support coming with it, right? Um, and and that's going to make it harder for us to obviously to to block these guys. And and they're going to get smarter and smarter. And um, when maybe antivirus was enough of a protection two years ago, EDR is maybe still enough right now. But I think tomorrow you have to have a better 
answer to how how you're preventing ransomware with not just uh, post exploitation but a whole coverage across the entire kill chain basically so um lots going on sorry i, I could I'm, I'm kind of uh, I could go on and on here. But no, I I, 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 I appreciate that. I, I, I'm, I'm interested in that in, in, in your comment about the involvement of uh, the of law enforcement specifically. Um, we, we know the legislative front. You know, the Singapore just uh, passed a, a, an MSP licensing framework uh, recently that's going into effect. I think this month. Um, so the legislative public policy communities seem to be moving. Law enforcement, you referenced Colonial Pipeline. Um, I we spoke to a handful of uh, former FBI um, agents, and and they seem to indicate that like what what they don't want to happen is for people to think that look the FBI or, or government is going to get involved every single time you have a ransomware incident, and that's just not the case. Colonial Pipeline was huge; it made the headlines. It, it impacted gas prices. You're you're correct, but I wouldn't want like like your partners or or our members to to get a false sense of well I will I will be bailed out by government. <laughs> I mean, yeah. is that something that you're talking to your partners about? No, um, you're absolutely correct, and I think we, yeah we got to stress that right. Like um, the government is not going to if you get ransomware on your machines, the government is not going to you can report it, but they will not do anything about it. Unless your losses are, I forget what the the limits are, but I think also different field offices of the FBI have different levels of of loss when they get involved, right? Like if you're, um, I remember a couple of years ago, I, I brought a case to the FBI in San Francisco, and they're like, "Sorry, we're just we have so much to do and bigger fish to fry than this couple million dollar loss for this company, right?" But then I, I actually I was successful with another field office, I think in Seattle. Um, where they were like, oh, we have actually a couple of cases in this area. We'll take this on and, and make a bigger case out of it. Um, but yes, like there, what we have to understand, right, there's so much going on. And there's such large scale attacks still that that they're investigating. They're, they're not going to bail us out um, on, on these smaller cases. Uh, I think that's very important. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, you, you mentioned that the report uh, does, and I, and I think that the report is publicly available, correct? Yes, it is. If you go to the to our website, um, connectwise.com, it's it's very prominently featured right there on, on the first screen. You can download it there. Okay, we'll we'll include a link uh, on the podcast notes so everyone can go and grab a, a copy. Encourage everyone to go download it and uh, and check that out. I I think that there's a a silver lining in all of this, which is if if we know that you know most, like the vast majority of these attacks are not going to rise to the level of getting public, uh, you know, law enforcement involvement, at least from a federal level, that we we still are in a position where these battles are winnable. And I think that if we just change some behavior and we apply existing technologies, right? This is this is. The technologies are out there, and all it takes is for MSPs to start using them and to get their customers to start adopting them. We'll be in a much better position because you made a comment that I thought was really interesting: is that they're going downstream the the bad actors because they don't want to have high profile takedowns because that's going to jeopardize them and their business model. That that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I think you're absolutely right. There is the technology out there to help us protect, and and it's like 
think of the the burglar uh, in your neighborhood, right? They they like easy targets. Right? If you leave your car on the street, on, not locked, right? Then they will go and try. And, oh, great. It's open. They open it up and grab the bag and go. If if your car is locked, that's already like the first deterrent, right? Are they really going to smash the window? Maybe, right? And they've gotten obviously more aggressive in these kinds of things. In in, in you hear there's a number of cities, right? Um, but then the next step is like, well, if you leave your house door unlocked, well, they just walk in, right? And they understand you're on vacation. If it's locked, again, are they going to break a window? Uh, maybe not. And if you have uh, floodlights that come on, well, they're already like, ah, you know what? I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to go to the next house that's completely in the dark. No one is going to see me, much less risk. Same here, right? If you have no security measures, you're using default passwords, you're, re you're reusing passwords, you have old software installed in your computer, you haven't updated it, guess what? It's it's a walk in the park for the for the hacker to get in, right? And they will, they will just try the doorknobs, oh, old version of Windows, I know all these vulnerabilities, poof, they're in, ransom on your machine, and, and that was easy for them, right? But if you if you patch your machines and then you also put an EDR on there, well, now you have a pretty good sense of security already. Is it going to prevent everything? No, of course not, right? A, a motivated attacker can still get in, but probably 90% is deterred at this point. So, so that's just kind of like, um, yeah, start with the basics, right? Start somewhere and, and get something out there. Have your vulnerability and patch management um, act together, right? The, the RMMs can help with that. And then um, figure out your endpoint security solution and you're, I don't know, 75% there or something, right? And then you you layer on from there um, and you and, and you can do some more. But the, the, these technologies are out there, right? And, and yeah, they're accessible, right? Sure. I, I want to focus on a couple of the... Uh, uh, Data points from the report, as well as some some uh, kind of uh, conclusions that 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 you uh, arrive at, which uh, which are very interesting, and, and I think I largely agree with them. Um, you say that 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 ConnectWise is kind of predicting not only an increase in attacks, but that the shift is going to go. I don't want to say away from SMB, but you you say that they're going to be going towards mid tier, like let's say upper SMB, lower mid market customers. Describe what that means and why MSPs need to pay attention to that. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the trends we're seeing is like, we call them these super MSPs, right? Like we see that MSPs are buying others. There's a lot of M&A activity, which is fantastic. And um, now think about the, the threat actors, right? If they go against these larger MSPs, they can ask for more money and they have uh, access like if 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 one of these super MSPs gets breached, and say God forbid they get into their RMM, RMM solution and are able to get ransomware and all the endpoints out there, well, um, there is there's quite a bit of money they can ask for because now you have all these different companies that they just breached, and they obviously they can extort the MSP, but the MSP. Um, it's really the, the the customers that they're protecting. So there's there's some very interesting dynamics there of um, what is happening. If if the if the 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 threat actors are going after a small company by itself, they they hack the bakery down the street. Um, they might just be like, oh, we have no idea. We're just going to wipe the machines and get some help reinstalling everything, and they never pay the ransom. 
So they're they're starting to optimize their business, right? They're just like any any even commercial company out there. They're they're trying to figure out where we where can we make money, and they're starting to hone in on the on the areas where there is money available, like lucrative targets, and and there is enough sophistication that uh, these companies actually will will be like, well, we have data that's really relevant. We need those decryption keys. We don't want the data to be exfiltrated, so we got to pay the ransom, right? So I think that's that's kind of where we're seeing this market evolve into. These these threat actors are getting smart where they go after. It's almost like AD testing that they're doing, right? Yeah, and 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 that that they're actually trying to avoid publicity by staying under the radar, and therefore, you know, it, it's like you know, small time, you know, organized crime, right? They. You, you do something so big, you're going to draw attention. Yeah. You keep it under yeah. the radar and you keep it consistent. That's a good business model for them. I, I think that's really important for MSPs to to, to hear that message. Yeah. Uh, t- talk to me a little bit about the 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 rate of increase. So uh, the report I think it concludes that there's about a ten to fifteen percent increase. Um, this is last year, 2021. And about 56% of all incidents occurred in the second half of 2021. What, if any, conclusions could we draw from that? Well, that that it's not stopping and it's just growing, right? Um, I think one of the things that that is probably responsible for this is that these threat actors have been active for a while. They have been... Initially, it was a very manual process for them. They, they pick one target, they see if their ransomware worked or their exploits worked, then deploy their ransomware, right? They, they, they're optimizing it, they're starting to build frameworks, they're starting to build entire services that scale, right, for, for doing large-scale attacks and have been starting to build out these businesses where um, they there's these infrastructure providers for ransomware as a service and it's just, I, I think what's happening is that, well, there is now a lucrative business here, right? It has been successful. And we're at a state now where the stuff starts scaling, right? Suddenly it's like, okay, there's enough people that are using these platforms to um, extort people for ransom. And, um, and, and there's enough people that have interest in doing that. And the platforms are working in scale, right? So we, we won't th- see a slowdown until I think the it's almost like a market saturation in a sense, right? Like until the the businesses out there are secured to the level where they're not successful anymore, right? So if everybody had patches of the late or had the latest versions of products deployed and they have say an EDR deployed, we probably start seeing that number going the number of our ransoms going back down again because it's now getting harder. And then they have to rebuild their the to the ransomware as a service provider have to start they have to start figuring out how do we get into these systems again and, and we we gotta make their lives a little harder. So th- I think that's the only way we're gonna start seeing that coming back down. But I don't see that happening this year. I think as MSPs, the, the market is getting their arms around, okay, we gotta do something. There's urgency now. Let's figure out what it is, let's get on it, let's figure out how how that looks, right? And it will take this year and probably part of next year for the MSPs to really get ready for that, get a partner lined up that can provide the right solutions to them, get them educated and start rolling these things out, right? This stuff takes time. So I think we're just seeing this 
uptick right now and, and it's going to go on for a little bit before it's coming back down. So almost, it sounds like almost like a cyber herd immunity. Like we have to have that, yeah. you know, it, it, it penetrate all the downstream customers before they start to uh, present enough resistance that they say, Hey, this, yeah. this is not a good business model anymore. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, so look, the average MSP listening to to us talk and saying, "Oh my gosh, this this you know, this is like a lot of bad news." I, I actually look at it as one of the biggest in 20, 30 years of of the MSP profession being in existence, of the relevancy of the MSP to play a significant role in the defense of of their installed managed services customers. I mean, how, how do your partners, um, the, maybe the existing matured ones who've been with ConnectWise for many years, and also the ones that are just getting equipped, just starting out their managed services practice. Are there any differences between how those two groups are responding to this type of uh, news? Um, I, I think so, right? Uh, the ones that are starting is, is really like, uh, wow, where do we start? And how do we get started, right? And that's I mentioned this earlier, I think it starts with getting your house in order, figure out how you as an MSP are set up because you don't want to get hacked, right? You want to be secure first. And then once you're secure, A, you get learnings from that and B, you you don't have to focus on securing yourself that much anymore. Of course you have to, but at least you get to some um, level of confidence there that you have to, the basics covered. And then you can start working with your customers, right? With that experience you gathered and, and the the knowledge you have now, um, and, and also with an eye on, well, it's a new revenue stream you can create to, to actually work with your customers. So I, I definitely encourage every MSP to get your house in order. And again, we have fantastic resources with our partner program that we, we, we share with everybody that will help you on that. Um, for the mature MSPs, it's all about um, figuring out where um, is the where does the risk lie for individual customers? So they they have a more sophisticated, more nuanced conversation with their customers, right? Um, and and often these are say it's a regional bank or something where regulation comes into play, where um, the conversation might get a little tougher because now you have auditors that need th to see things, but most of the conversation there is going in a way that well, what is the risk to that customer? And you do a risk assessment first, right? And, and there's tools for that that we have where you go through a questionnaire, for example, and you, in the end, you get this risk map where you see, oh, wow, um, I have problems with um, access control, right? We got to fix that first. Um, so you, you see different areas in this risk map, and then you can develop a program of, okay, how are we going to secure that client? And it's more comprehensive to what I said earlier in terms of, well, make sure you have updated software and EDR. That's part of it. But what happens to all your SaaS products you're using, right? your Dropbox, um, your HR system in the cloud, all these kinds of things, are those secure, right? Okay, let's look at that. Um, so you're, you're getting much more nuanced on all those different areas and figuring out what do you do to really secure the client satisfying the compliance requirements, but also making sure that the customer is really getting more and more secure. And you put a, you put a program in place where over time they get more and more secure because, um, again, 
with the ransomware attacks, of course, they're going after the, the low-hanging fruit. But if you are in the space of, say, a financial institution or a healthcare provider or something like that, it's still interesting for their ransomware groups to go after you because you're a more lucrative target and you're more likely to pay because, well, um, you want your data back. You don't want to get in the news with having exposed data or exfiltrated data, right? So there, there's all kinds of other dynamics playing there. But uh, whether you're new or whether you're an established play, uh, security or you have an established security practice for your MSP, um, there's there's more work and there's more money to be made. Yeah, I, I think that that has to be not only the, the, the upside and the positive message to the MSPs, new and mature alike, but also the the positive reinforcement of we we may be losing this now, but we can win this battle. And I think that if 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 they're armed with information and the right tools, and they educate customers, the MSPs can and will have a vital role to play in this. Um, you know, and history will be, I I hope, pretty kind to the MSP community who who participated globally to to safeguard their customers. Yeah. Um. In, in, just in closing, Rafi, I, I want to mention that the, the report also does have some pretty good uh, data around kind of the more significant security events that happened uh, in 2021. And it also seems to be uh, identifying some of the larger or more more noteworthy ransomware groups that um, we saw activity from last year, including ones that, that targeted uh, MSPs and their customers. Um, so definitely something that would I, I hope all the MSPs go and, and download the report and, and take a look at that and be be armed with that information. Yeah, I think it's actually super interesting. Or just it's at the what you just mentioned is like a one page summary of like here's at the top um, groups that were active, right? And, and while um, people might say, "Oh, come on, I, like why would I read this?" Well, it is actually quite interesting because you see a little bit of a trend of, of what you to be prepared for, right? And how is this actually looking and making it much more tangible? So I, I enjoy just looking through that that page and like, oh, wow, interesting. There's there's a lot going on out there. And it's like, it's really a professional business that has been built around these different ransomware groups and activities, which is just fantastic or fascinating to some degree and, and obviously scary on the other side, right? Yeah, well, I I think it was the art of war that said, right, know your enemy. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I, I th this this should be minimum table stakes for all MSPs is to to be armed with this information to understand the the opposite side and what they are trying to do to you and to your customers. I I, I think that's just uh, at a minimum something that all MSPs need to be armed with. Yeah, and if um uh, if I may point out too, if for the MSPs that have a little bit of a security background and know what the MITRE attack framework is, um, the team actually mapped these different threat actors into a heat map based on the, um, the MITRE attack framework, which is, is, is very tangible because if you look at where most ransomware is active in what areas or most, I want to say threat actors, right? And it's not, not just the ransomware piece, it's, it's how they get in as well. Um, but but how they get into the systems and what they're exploiting, you can actually start uh, figuring how to protect yourself from that. So um, for the little more advanced MSPs out there, it's definitely super interesting to look at the that uh, heat map in the attack framework and figure out where should we where do they have um, defenses already and where should they gear gear them up a little bit because that's where the biggest bang for 
the defense buck is really coming in. Yeah, um, re- re- really important stuff. Um, so we will have a link in the show notes so that you can go and download the uh, report from the ConnectWise website. Go to connectwise.com uh, and uh, you'll, you'll, you'll find it there. Uh, Rafi Marty, uh, General Manager of Cybersecurity for ConnectWise, thank you so much for joining us again. And we hope that you will uh, you know, be, be with us in the future as, as you get more of these uh, um, studies and, and information that you can share with, with the community because I think it's uh, really important that we continue this ongoing dialogue. So very much appreciate it. Uh, likewise, thank you so much for having me. It's always fun to uh, have a conversation with you here, Charles. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so stay safe, uh, read the report and arm yourself and your customers with this information. And remember, this is a definitely winnable war. Uh, We just have to all do our part. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.